0: Hi everybody. This is MG and I'm Elizabeth Pudlow, and We are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. And I want to apologize to you for oh, please. Our confusion. We got a little bit confused today and I just want to talk a little bit about that if you want to talk sure. about that. Sure. Yeah. Is about like when we make little mistakes in life. And the first thing that I want to say is that that's, you know, for me, step 10. When we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And I misread a text. She went to my house. I went to her house. It was kind of a thing. And, uh, (laughs) you know, and I was just like, you know, it just shit happens, everybody. And I can't be perfect. And that's like a little bit of my perfectionism coming in that I want it to be all right. And I love and respect you. And I just want to, like, honor you and apologize publicly
1: You know, and we can save this for another podcast, but that is a really good thing to do is to, when you're wrong, promptly admit it. Because I noticed, like, I had maybe a slight faux pas on Friday at work that's still kind of, like, coming around, you know, and something that I probably should have handled differently, you know. And so I'll just, you know, when I get to work on Monday, I'll talk to my boss and apologize and do that and get rid of it because it's it's bugging me. Not a lot, but it's just kind of, you know... So well, I'm glad I'm, you did I'm glad you brought that part up,
0: yeah, but, and it's like you know we're we're imperfect people in this world trying to figure it out and do things the best we can right yeah, and I think that's a good segue into our topic today.
1: It is and um what was the thing that you said half measures half so measures. there's a there's a line in the um, how it works and it says um, half measures availed us nothing and you know the way that I interpret that is, you know, working a half ass program. Um, my, my personality, my tendency is to be all or nothing. Um, I do have sort of a middle ground comfort level with my program. Um, but I don't um, do any less. You know, right? I did so much for so long. Like I was chair of inner group, and and I was, you know, do, starting new meetings, and I was doing all of this stuff, and and being involved in the, you know, in the 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 business aspect of SLAA, and it was really challenging for me to let it go. And even that um, Friday night meeting, I was the treasurer for years, like over ten years. Mm. And since that meeting started. Yeah. And I needed to let that go. And I just recently, like a few months ago, let that go. Um, so my, you know, once I get into this like routine that works, I don't like to deviate from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I have found one that works for me. Yeah. In SLAW. You yeah. know, there's a, you know, certain amount of sponsees that I like to carry. There's a certain number of meetings. There's fellowship, you know, and I don't really deviate much from that Mm -hmm. on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and i think what it does for me is it keeps me in that that space where i'm not in half measures because Mm -hmm. if i deviate if i start "Eh, i'm not going to go this week or i'm not really going to go i don't really you know that meeting's not that good pretty soon i'm not doing meetings
0: right and that is a slippery slope and let me tell you You know, I did that in New York. I didn't bolster myself with a lot of meetings. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I feel like I didn't, you know, I would say I'm not connected to anybody here. And it was because I wasn't doing the effort, the necessary work in order to create those relationships or those connections. And so, I mean, this is a program, this is a program of action. So, and that's like, you know, get into action. That's one of the... Uh, prescriptions of the program, and so.
1: Well, I think too, like you brought up a really good point about feeling connected. The I, I'm here because I did not feel known or understood as a kid, mm. and then I I I operated from that mm. standpoint, mm-hmm. not knowing yeah. that I was that I felt that way until I really uncovered it in my step work. So. For me, it's really important to feel like I'm known and respected and and desired as a friend or as a, you know, comrade in some way or another in all areas of my life.
0: Right. Well, that's the whole thing. You know, we practice these principles in all areas of our life. And so being connected is a safety net for me because when people know me and they see that I might be struggling they may want to reach out to me or they might want to say, you know, how can I help you or whatever or to invite me to lunch or something like that. And so that's one of the things that when I first got into SLAA, that they said, you know, you call five women a day. And the reason why, and I explained this to my sponsees because I mean, I can see the look in their face like, oh, oh no.
1: my God. No yes, way. it sounds so simple. Okay. But then you start to actually do it and you're like, who the hell- fuck am I going to call? And what am I,
0: what do I say? Right. What do I say? Yeah. And you say, Hi, this is MG, and, and my and sponsor. I'm <laughs> my sponsor made me call.
1: I, I tell them say that because the the other the person on the other end will know what to
0: do exactly, and they'll say, so what's going on? Yeah, how are you? Yes, exactly. And you can create connection with women, and they're going to be able to support you. And I also, you know, want to tell our listeners that if your sponsor is giving you this task to do that what's going to happen is that you're going to start being known to these women and you're going to start creating your support network. And now they call them recovery partners where you have someone that you really bond with that really helps you. Like, uh, she's my recovery partner. I didn't realize that that's what she was, but she's also become a dear friend. And so we become, we get dear friends out of this program. You do friends that really know us and have seen us at some of the lowest points of our lives. And then we also um, become known in terms of like, you know, because we do judge each other. We don't judge each other, I think, lightly. But it's like when people say, well, I haven't seen her at a meeting for 100 years and, and, and things like that. For example, I went to a fish fry over at Post Hope Group for Fourth of July. And, uh, and I took an AA friend and she saw another AA friend. And that AA friend was like, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, really kind of a judgy uh, way. Where you been? You've been acting out? Mm-hmm. Right. And my friend hasn't. She's, like, gone to her groups, and she does similar to what you do. She has her, like, you know, the groups that her she pattern, goes to, right. the things that she does. I mean, she takes a meeting to, you know, Huntsville State Prison once a month. I mean, she's got, like, you know, she's doing her she's service solid. work. Yeah. She's solid, but it was, like... And then she said to me, she said, you know, just because I don't go to this meeting over here doesn't mean I don't work a program. And so we can get judgy about people, but we don't we don't know. And that's the point about doing the phone calls and to calling people and to becoming But known. there's
1: also that that thing that you were talking about in New York is that ability to connect. Yeah. And I think that for me, one of the things I love about twelve step programs is you can go to any one of them and begin to connect on a very deep level. Right. We don't have to start at how's the weather, you know. Right. What do you do? We can go right into like, yeah, I'm fucking scared to death. Or you I'm know? suicidal. Or, exactly. Right. We can go right down in there at the beginning, from yeah. the get-go. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a surfacey kind of person. I'm, I, I want to go deep right away. Right. And to do trivialities and, you know, surface things Small talk is very challenging for me. But to go deep is, is, you know, and I'm always willing to listen to a newcomer call me and, you know, to um, express, you know, share my experience, strength, and hope with them. Yeah. So the reason we are on this bender um, is I was mentioning to MG before we started that I have a couple of sponsees that I um, feel are... Working a program of half measures, um they want support for me, and they want me to meet with them. One does the other one is like off and running but um the the one that does she's not going to meetings and um she's on dating apps and bouncing around from guy to guy and and doesn't have a complete dating plan and has resisted the dating plan and texts me and says she wants me to meet with her and, and, you know, finish this step work. And yet I don't, you know, I don't see her or know that, you know, she resists that kind of connection across the board. She does not sponsor women, doesn't call other women, doesn't make friends, doesn't fellowship, none of that stuff. And she even resists meetings. And I'm not, I'm in this place where I'm not feeling like what do I do with that
0: well you know when we talk we've talked earlier about like the reason we sponsor people is for our program because when I'm of service to someone else that helps me stay off the streets and you know it helps me to take my thinking from maybe an obsessive thought to how can I you know help this other individual but I do believe that there is a point where I think sometimes people can, like, use me for therapy or someone just to process with because you and I are very wise. I mean, it's almost like you're coaching this person. Right. And you're not sponsoring. Right. So, I mean, staying with the program and working the steps. If I meet with someone for two or three times and we haven't done any step work and I know that they're still working on their steps, I need to evaluate whether or not I'm really helping someone because there was someone that I was working with with where they were doing their step work and I felt very encouraged by that but they still acted out and I was I was so sad because I felt in a way I'm not going to say responsible but you know I had a part in it And I told them, I said, you know, we can't work together because I'm not really helping you. She's like, but you are helping me. I'm like, yeah, but you're still acting out. And I said, I think you should be angry at me. Like, it's like, I've been doing all this work and I'm still acting out. And I feel like now I've gained so much knowledge about who I do want to work with that I want to work with someone who I can really, like, I'm not dating. So if you want to date, I might not be the sponsor for you. You are dating, and so I feel like people look to you to say, "Okay, you know, how are you doing it?" And you know, you want to help them because you're higher up on 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 the, I call it the cliff. You know, if you think about
1: right, yeah, you know, I get that it. Recovery
0: you know? is like work, and you're kind of trying to like get to the plateau or a different level. So I see that. So you do work with women who do date. So I see that that might be one of the reasons why people do want to ask you to sponsor them. But I don't. You know, I don't have any interest in dating. Um, And I'm a little bit older. I have a strong tradition in AA recovery. So I want to sponsor people who are serious because I'm serious. So, you know, it was... Uh, it, it's a hard thing to sponsor someone when you see that they're on a path... It feels
1: th- like they're lackadaisical about it.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm going to come around and do this stuff when I'm in a lot of pain and some guys hurt me and then I
0: kind of like veer away. Well, we want to see our sponsees be successful. We want to see them grow and develop and flourish and not go back to the addiction. So I think that that I think that it's okay that we want our sponsees to succeed.
1: Well, you know, someone um, that I was talking to last night at the my LOA meeting, um, she said, you know, she was posting things on our we have a group Facebook page, and um, she said, yeah, I stopped doing that because I looked at the page and it was primarily me that was posting, and nobody mentioned anything, nobody responded to my post or said anything about it. And I didn't like that. And I was like, but that doesn't mean they're not watching it or paying attention right, to it. Right. And she said, yeah, but I was having a resentment. And uh, so I stopped uh, and now I'm not. And I think that's the is. thing is, is that it. I do, I have a resentment at this person for not taking care of themselves. Yes. It pisses me off. You know, to be totally blunt and honest, it makes me mad
0: is it because you feel it's like It's because
1: I love her.
0: You love them. She's
1: not going to get better doing this. And so, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not helping her. Maybe that's the best conversation to have. Like, look, you know, this I'm not helping you. You're not you're you, I hate to say that to people, but because I don't want to claim something, but she she's not getting better. She's doing the same thing over and over again.
0: Do you have any resentment that, because cause here, here's where I go in my mind, because this is my Al-Anon martyr. I've done so much for you. Like, you, you I don't know, do you, do you feel you that way. I
1: feel, like, I feel like, you know, you, you're not doing what I tell you to do, and it's not, you know, and now you're in this
0: place. Well, I mean, and you know, when I worked with you, I was entirely ready. And so, like, and I say this, you know, to my sponsees, I said, you know, if my sponsor would have said, listen, I need you to put on this funny hat and I need you to go out in that street and run back and forth like four or five times, I would have said, Okay, you know, I would have put on this funny hat in total faith right. that there was some reason that you had me do that exercise. There's a gift in there somewhere.
1: I don't, I keep I don't, see know, it. What I it don't know what
0: it is, but And just FYI wow. listeners, my sponsor never told me to do that. So, uh, but you know <laughs> Not me anyway. <laughs> right. But you know, I mean, it's like call five women a day. Okay. Right. Do, do it. Like go to these meetings. Okay. Start working this step. Here's a worksheet. Start doing this. Okay. So it was like I was entirely ready to, you know, have got all, you know, remove all these defects of character. And so I was willing to do the work, you know, became willing. So I think- I
1: guess that part of it is is what I see is she is putting off. She's wasting her time, you know, and I did that as well. I, you know, was back and forth and back and forth with my qualifier. And I look back on it now at where I am now at the age that I am and the the stage in my life and how I wasted so much time doing that and I lament it and I I don't want other women to do that and I do love this woman and she has this incredible potential she's smart and um you know but she's got a fucked up family life she's got a fucked up you know childhood that she's fighting and she can I know that she can but she's resisting it. Do you feel like if you stopped
0: sponsoring her, she wouldn't get another sponsor? I do. Yeah.
1: I do. I I am afraid of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is like, that's silly. Like, I'm not super sponsor. You know, I mean, I would encourage her to.
0: But, um, yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, there's this concept, and I think we talked about it with my friend, uh, that came in from seattle about you know this whole concept of dharma that it's you know there's karma but there's also dharma which is having the consequences of your actions and so that we can't and i know this from alan on we can't protect people from the consequences of their actions so it may be that maybe i'm wasting time with her like maybe enabling her a little bit or like, you know,
1: stretching that time out by not saying, look, maybe you should,
0: you know, find someone else to work with by dealing the consequences. Right. And I mean, what I try to also say is to lead with love, you know, that this is coming from a place of intense love for her that you know you're you're in distress a little bit that sounds like that there's not been progress because you know progress can be made we've seen it so many times where people reclaim their lives and I mean and I have a sponsee that just is so inspirational and aspirational and you know she's worked her ass off she's done like I could count like 10 like major things you know therapy um you know family of origin work um uh, working the steps going to meetings being of service i mean that's just five right off right off the top and she's done so much more and she's invested so much money in reclaiming her life and reclaiming this part of herself and and so i just want to point to everybody else like do what she's doing right. You see what she's doing right. this is the deal
1: and, and when I came in, and when you were in, it first came in, and that's what we did. You know, I went to as many meetings as there were. There was four SLAA meetings a week, and then there was five AA meetings that I could get to because then I couldn't drive in the evening, so I had to walk um, downtown. Yeah. And then I went to church um, Sunday and Wednesday, and I did all of that right. every week, all you know, for years.
0: Four years. Yes. Because it's what I needed. Yeah. You needed, I make up, you needed to be really connected to program. I needed to be immersed. And you needed to have a real formalized way of connecting with your higher Mm -hmm. power. You know, I I believe that that's what church does for us. So, you know, you really like jumped in. And we see, like, you know, from Alice that, you know, she had, um, you know, a relapse. And she jumped back into program, both feet. And that it's like half measures avail us nothing. Nothing. And that dating plan is not going to carry
1: you through a dating experience.
0: Hell no. You've
1: got to be in meetings. You've got to be sponsored. And you've got to be sponsoring. Right. Those things. And as a matter of fact, that's, you know, really good that we brought that up because maybe I can... You know, put that as a standard from now on. You have to be in so many meetings
0: and, you know, be, just my learning. Like, you get through your steps. Like, after right. step five or six, you know, you need to be in there and start sponsoring other women. And uh, and I think that's that's good as well. And I feel like, and even though this isn't talked about in the literature, but, you know, I feel like I want to, you know, encourage my sponsees to be in therapy. That they need to be in therapy around this stuff. Because, I couldn't have done it without it. right. You were in therapy as well as going to all those I meetings. I was. Right? Yes. So, you know, being in therapy, that's another one. You know, having a foundation of whether it's church or however you want it, like if you're a church right. or, you Something. know, going, yeah. that, you know, you're, you're doing the that. The spiritual
1: component has to be there.
0: Right. Working your steps mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff. And for those people who are out there, it's like, I'm not going to do that fucking and shit. Service. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. The fellowship,
1: connecting with other women, the fellowship, service work, you know, sponsoring people, all of that stuff. It all had to be together. It all had to be done simultaneously in order for me to get to this
0: place where I am today. Because otherwise, I was going to die. Otherwise, I was going to die. And the way that this program is, I might have taken a couple of other living beings with me. (laughs) You know, my suicidal oh my ideation. God. You know, I was going to shoot his dog, and then I was going to shoot myself. <laughs> I couldn't shoot him. I loved yeah. him, but shoot the dog, the yeah. innocent dog. Poor dog. They'll hurt you, you know. that way. How horrible! How horrible is that? No, Where it is. It's,
1: it's you know. I remember after the, um, you know that the night, the next morning after the rape, and I was like, wow, like I really thought about, you know, I seriously considered. How I would do that? How I would end my life?
0: Because that's where this program brings. It us.
1: does. It'll it'll bring you down. It'll bring you down.
0: Yeah, I remember Ava saying one of the first meetings, this program is homicidal or suicidal. And I got it. I mean, I was at that place, and so it, it's a serious program. And I mean, we've talked about Jan, the woman who had breast cancer. Right. Who was I like, think
1: our first podcast we talked about the seriousness of it and somebody had just committed suicide right right someone that we both knew
0: that's yeah. right that's right so it, it the it's thing not is, hopeless
1: it's, it's not but it is covert it sneaks up on you to all of a sudden and it does it's an isolating kind of disease you know where mm-hmm. it just you're by yourself and mm-hmm. you know you don't have to be you can you can create changes but you've got to do the work you've got mm-hmm. to go to meetings mm-hmm. you've got to sponsor other people you've got to do service work you've got to do all therapy you've got to do a spiritual component and all that stuff has to be sustained simultaneously
0: right right
1: otherwise in my book you're doing half measures if you're only doing meetings mm. then that's half measures hmm right You've got to be doing all of that stuff mm-hmm. simultaneously, and I don't like to say you even get a hobby. At least you got to be exercising or something, so that you're you're you know doing self practicing self care, learning right. how to care for yourself.
0: Right, 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 right. So there's so many things out there, and so we've kind of been like all over the place today around um, you know a couple of different topics. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about like the sponsor sponsee relationship like when 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 do we need to call it in terms of like when it's not working and it's hard because i don't sponsor anyone that i don't love and when i want feel like and and there's a phrase where it's like you know you, you know you get fired like your sponsee fires you or you have to fire their sponsor, And I don't think that that's a good thing. Because that brings in a I don't connotation. Either. I
1: don't work for you and you don't work for me. I'm not no, an no, employer no. and you're not an employee. No, that's,
0: uh, you know, for people who, who use yeah. that nomenclature, I don't think that that's a fair way to look at it. No. Because it's deeper and more complex than that.
1: And before you carry on, I do want to touch on that. Because it, it happens. The, 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 this relationship is one that needs to end at times. Yeah. And it it I've ended sponsor sponsee relationships. You have. And I when I start working with someone from the very start, I say, I don't ever want you to be afraid to tell me that you can't work with me anymore. Yeah. Because it just it it will happen. Right. It gets to this po- point where like you grow, I grow. I've ended at least two or three three that I can think of right now. Sponsor relationships where I was the sponsee and they were the sponsor because it just wasn't working for
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and people like stop their step work, you know, they pause and you know, they, they don't want to work with me and I'm not offended. I'm like, listen, you know, like I said before, I want to sponsor someone that I feel like I can identify with. They can identify with me. Like I can, you know, share my experience, strength and hope being like a childless single woman. You know, I don't have any children. I don't, I'm not in relationship. And if someone is in that place, I can say, you know, we might be a good fit. But if, you, if you're if you 24 and you want to get married and have a bunch of kids, I can't, like, coach you on that. Or, like, share my experience, strength right. and hope around that. Or if you want a date or something like that. Not that I won't sponsor someone, but...
1: Right, and it's not that, that w- it wouldn't work either. Because you can still identify the acting out behavior and get this person on a place where they're not.
0: Sure, sure, know, sure, sure, sure. You know, which is...
1: What we do, we help them through the steps, and it the sponsor-sponsee relationship in SLAA is so much more complicated and deeper than other.
0: I agree, at
1: least AA that I know of, because it just it it the the intimacy that we share, and that you've got to. I think that for me, I have to love this person like a daughter, in order to really recognize what they were missing in that childhood
0: relationship. Yeah, Well, someone told me when I was first thinking about sponsoring an AA, this wise woman said, uh, she said, I have two jobs when I work with a sponsee. First one is I have to love them and I take them through the steps. And I thought that that was brilliant because if I look at somebody and I think, I can't love this person or they irritate me or, you know, hell no, because they're cuckoo or whatever. Not that I'm not cuckoo listeners. But it's like I need to have that special uh, kismet, that special thing, to be able to extend myself and to love them and to you know come at this from a place of love. Right. Because otherwise, for me, it's not. You're gonna, gonna work. dig
1: in in there. You're gonna dig inside their heart and you know look around in there and pull it out and go like this. Here it is. Yeah. And yeah. help them recognize it and find that pattern. Later on, you know, when it's right. like been a year or two and they're doing something else. Remember when we looked at that? That's what this is. Yeah. And you can't do that with somebody that you don't care about.
0: That's right. That's right. So, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that we talked about this because this is such a tender thing for me. Like it's, uh, you know, I, I love sponsoring. It's really like I feel like it's taken my own program to the next level And because I sponsor people, I have to show up at meetings. And you know, there is a great tendency. And one of the things that I do is I make like like you know meeting dates. It's like, are you going to go to that meeting? It's like, I was thinking about it. It's like, well, I'm going to be there. there. I'll I'll, I'll hope I'll I'll see you there. And like I had like uh, like this past Saturday, I didn't go to the meeting I usually go to with you because. I had one of my sponsees is has become like a yoga teacher. And right before the 11 o'clock meeting, she did like a yoga class and she's only doing it for a little bit, but it's like her, like taking her training out into the field. Like mm-hmm. now I'm going to teach a class. And so it's like, like, uh, it was a lovely experience to go and to see it's like her. a meeting. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And everyone there was in program and like, You know, that connection and that bond of having that experience, seeing someone like, you know, be aspirational and like achieve and accomplish a dream. And they're really good at it. And so it was just, you know, such a beautiful experience. And then I went to the meeting and afterwards and went to fellowship with that group. And, you know, and it was like all good. And so because I have a sponsee, I've got to show up. Right. And so it's a it's a, you know, a cycle of good. And then on Thursday night, someone was like saying, hey, are you going to go to that meeting? And I was like, meh, well, I'm going to be there. I'd like to see you there. I'm going to go. I'm like, okay, I'll go. I'll meet you there. And it was such an amazing meeting. I went there and I I rarely experienced this state of grace. I experienced with you after I did my ninth step and we burned those pages in the backyard. But I felt like this sense of peace come upon me. And I'm kind of a fidgeter, you know, I'll like, you know, fidget and like, you know, do my feet and do my hands. And I noticed how calm I was in that meeting, That it was, I was completely calm, so connected with all those women. We had three newcomers and, you know, my heart went out to them because, you know, it's a scary thing to go into a meeting for the first time. Like two of them had never been to any 12-step recovery and to be able to find that meeting and to say, I'm in enough pain right. that I'm going to drive my car to this strange place, walk in, ask where this room right. is, where yeah. all these people are, and then go in like, is this SLA, you know, and to sit there for your first time and to be open to it. You know, I felt that. Well,
1: we've both been there.
0: So it, it is. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. It does take a, a certain amount of gumption
0: yeah. to be able
1: to practice that kind of care for yourself so I get it
0: right totally so it's like a a good cycle that I get into that because I have a sponsee I've got to show up to meetings because uh, I'm a sponsor I have to continue my service work and you know but I love what you talk about at the at the very beginning about your routine because we're not saviors we're not going to save anybody we're here to save ourselves first and foremost and to know what works for you sometimes at the beginning it has to be intense because i remember i needed that i i think i went to a meeting a day whether it was aa or slaa i did, I did. for like Definitely. 6 months yep yeah. and you know and if, I gone, years, if i could have if i if i could have gone to therapy <laughs> twice a week i would have cuz i just was like in so much cuckoo pain And, uh, you know, I feel like my therapist just unscrewed my head, like dumped out all the marbles and like screwed it back on. And then I generated marbles for the rest of the week so that I could go back in and get rid of.
1: Well, we know that my (laughs) therapy worked because at one time there was eight people that my therapist was seeing because of me that I had referred her to, referred
0: them to her. Right. Because they were like, who are you working with? Right. And let me so, tell you, you know, my therapist passed away. He had a brain aneurysm or a stroke. We don't know what, but he passed away. And I can tell the people, you know, that went to see him because they're really like, they're doing well or not so well because he was so good that when he was gone, they kind of.
1: It's hard. That's
0: another relationship like a,
1: like a, like a sponsor. You know, yeah. you do get in there and you do get close and you do get tight and you do get intimate so I do think that like you know every person in program no matter what program you're working you know and this is part of what I do with step 12 is help you figure out like where you know what is the recipe for you to feel optimal yeah what you know what is that comb- that perfect combination of things right that makes you feel really good yeah and You got to know that so that, like, if you veer off of it, yeah, you can come back.
0: I've started this new thing where it's like I feel better about myself when I feel better about myself when my home is tidy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be spotless, but I feel better about myself. I feel better about myself when I limit TV to an hour, or I feel better about myself when I, you know, balance my checkbook. I feel better about myself. And so those are like for for us these are top line behaviors these aren't bottom line right. behaviors these are things that I want to do, to you know I feel it's better just sustaining yes. right I feel better about myself when I stay on my food plan mm-hmm. you know things like that so you know they're bottom line behaviors and then where we're at we're in our long term sobriety we're looking at top line behaviors and so part of that is sponsoring people
1: well and part of that is you know like we disgust is you know being brutally honest yeah rigorously honest and i think that's what i have to do with um this particular one It's just be rigorously honest right right half measures availed us nothing that's right we stood at the turning point <laughs> we asked his protection and care with complete abandon and here are the steps we took so yeah, it does work if you work it. I know, you know, I know what my stuff is. You know, I know where I'm supposed to. You, know, what I need to sustain this amount of recovery that I have right now.
0: Well, and I when I came back from New York and I came back to SLAA meetings in here in Houston, which are still strong and going on, but I was really shocked at how few people were, we're still, still there. there. And, uh, and so I was so glad that you were still n- doing the deal and you're still doing the deal. Yeah, I am. And, uh, so I think that on that note, I think we can end and, uh, I think I'm going to name this half measures availed This nothing. I think that's good. I think that's what we'll do. Okay. All Thank right. you so, so much.
1: But just want to remind you that if you have a question, you can email us at sober sisters talk at gmail.com.
0: If you want to go to our podcast, we're on iTunes, and you can also find us on our website at www.sobersisterstalk At www.sobersisterstalk.com. www.sobersisterstalk.com.
1: We're a little distracted. There's a there's a chopper out in my <laughs> outside my yard, and then uh, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and we put I put all of the the um, podcast there, so you can find us there.